welcome to episode numero tres. Yeah, can you believe we've gone this far? I I just look back to that first episode, mm-hmm. and I just think, God, we were just we were just so young and inexperienced way back then, <laughs> two entire weeks ago. And yeah, God, just. So this week, we're going to do a retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a clip show of nothing but clips from, from our past doing this show. Just, just, we'll, the, just the two shows. We'll just have John Skabicki just cut up the two shows, and it'll be a one-hour special. And since both of our episodes have only been just over 30 minutes, <laughs> it's basically just going to be both of the episodes we've done so far. Yeah, it's a, it's a special long episode, too. <laughs> It's got both. On this week on a special 90-minute world premiere. We don't even have 90 minutes worth of material. No, we don't. We don't. (laughs) By the way, we maybe have 70 minutes worth of material. Hey, how's it going there, Planet Earth? Planet Earth. This is Aaron Howell and... And I'm Tony Lee. Tony Lee. I'm still Tony Lee. I'm still waking up that way every day. (laughs) No matter how hard I like, go to sleep at night and go, Oh, please, can I wake up as someone else tomorrow? Eat, eat, eat candy during the podcast? What the fuck is wrong with you? I, I don't know. It, 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 it calms my nerves. <laughs> I did just start eating candy like as soon as we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Very unprofessional of me. But very uh, sweet of you, too. Tony is dog shit tired, to Boy, use his exact heard language. heard that my bad ear. What's, what's got you so tired there, Tony? Working for the man, Aaron. What? Working for the man. Tell us a little bit more of that. Hi. What is working for the man entail? Working for the man entails working for anybody but yourself, and that's exactly what I'm doing. What are you doing right now? <sighs> oh man, it sucks. I don't want to talk about it. I was, I'm doing electrician work. That's the general umbrella of what I'm doing, but today I'm fucking laying in a ditch, digging it out, and connecting pipe, and all sorts of fun stuff that nobody in their right mind wants to wish upon their worst enemy, man. Right. It's terrible. And to be clear, it's terrible. You're, you're an experienced electrician. But you don't have your prof- proper license, licensure, right? That's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, is trying to get that license. So as far as everybody that, and so since you and Laura are out here living in Denver for a little bit, and you don't know anybody, because all your contacts are in Chicago for the most part. For what, electrician? In, in the electrician yeah. business. Anyway, so so basically they're treating you like, like, a, like an apprentice for the most part, right? That's exactly what I am out here, yeah, that's for sure. Would you consider yourself at an apprentice skill level? I would, yeah. I mean, every, every other Byron in the world thinks they they know everything. That's for sure. <laughs> so, so, so you're just you're just digging ditches then. Uh, yeah, I'm digging ditches, man. You always heard about like, well, at least you're not digging a ditch. Yeah, and I'm, you're digging a ditch. I'm exactly digging a ditch in the cold Colorado clay too. In the cold Colorado clay. If you dig deep enough, it looks just like the mountains. Oh yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and where, where, yeah, when when did you dig that out? What did you... <laughs> well, I fucking I mean, I've never did. I've never done. Wow, <laughs> he's he's getting a little angry. He's like, you don't know what I've been through, man. <laughs> I was just I, I was laying in the bottom of a ditch, six foot ditch, maybe about two feet wide, and I couldn't get to this pipe because I'm a fucking fat loser. Sit <laughs> down there, I fucking wiggle my fat ass down there, and I look at the pipe, and I, I had to lay down, and I finally see it. It's 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 way back in there, you know. Got my hand there, and I stop for a second. And I look up, and there's just two walls of dirt, six feet tall above me. And I was thinking, if it, if that just caved in, I wouldn't have to work. No, no. <laughs> hey, if, hey, this would become a grave yeah, instead of a ditch. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It'll end the workday quickly. Turning this into a fucking grave. No, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I, was, I was I was thinking how that stuff could have caved in, and well, I mean, it's not going to cave in. It's, it's pretty strong clay, I guess. It's dirt, but... I think you'd get fined by the EPA, too, because you're supposed to be embalmed before you get buried. Mm. I think that's some sort of... That would be a Colorado thing you had to do. It's like, oh, I can't believe he just threw his body away. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, this is not a green burial, he okay? He had ten filters on his cigarettes in his pocket while he died, too. <sighs> that's disgusting. <laughs> that goes right into our rivers and streams, you know. <laughs> that's bad for the, the largemouth bass. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking tired, man. I'm sorry to hear it, buddy. That's all right. I mean, Man, isn't it ironic that when you were younger, probably all you wanted to do when you grew up was play guitar and lay pipe? And, oh, my God. And that's what uh, you're doing now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Bad joke? Sorry. <sighs> sorry. Bad joke. 
So, okay. So then... So, yeah. So, we, you, we were talking before we got on. You were talking about this idea. You and I have talked about this for years and years and years. Yeah. About how all gigs are temporary gigs. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Uh, well... Like, is that just something you tell yourself to get through the workday? <laughs> well, this... It's been a long time since I've only had one job. Usually, I've... I've He's only got one He's job. Only got one job. I uh, no, I used to just like try to land, like have four, five jobs going at a time. You know, always four or five jobs, so that way that you don't work for anybody really. I mean, you're purpose of flexibility. Yeah, you're you're working for somebody all the time, but uh, really, if like you know, you get somebody, somebody doesn't treat you right or puts you in a bad mood for any reason, you can help them get fucked because you still got to work tomorrow at the, a different place. I, I think the thing that you and I have always talked about is like. Is the, the point of having a whole bunch of little jobs, a whole bunch of little temporary jobs, is if any job basically tells you that you've got to pick your job over playing music and touring and, and doing what you really want to do, it's easy to go, oh, well then I guess you're not my job anymore. Yeah. Like, best of luck actually, to you. Actually, I'm, I'm still very much in that boat. But yeah. they're, they're, they're going to let me tour and whatever I need to do, so... Looks like I'll just fucking dig that ditch tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> just keep digging ditches and... yeah. It was uh, it was ironic. I was digging that ditch today, listening to an Adam Carolla podcast, thinking about how I had to go podcast later while digging a ditch. <laughs> it was like some sort of space-time continuum wormhole or something. I don't know. If you're going to listen to anybody while you're digging ditches, Adam Carolla is probably a solid bet because he used to dig ditches. You know, he talks about swinging a hammer. He was talking about digging a ditch while I was in a ditch. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, I, and I was listening to him on his podcast, knowing damn well I had to come meet you to go do this podcast. Yeah, it was just uh, it was like a, it, was like, it was like a Twilight Zone episode. Man, that's that's a that's a tear in the fabric of the spi- time space continuum for yeah. sure. That's why when you came in, you saw me just fucking conked out on the couch. I was laying down for five minutes. I was already asleep. Are, are you ready to go to band practice after this? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, it's all right, though. I mean, you know, it's I, I bring it up because I think it's important. Because I think I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, musicians and artists kind of struggle with this this balance of you know, all I want to do is is play music. This is the thing that I feel like I'm or whatever you know, it is, or even, sculpt or yeah, paint or yeah. take pictures, fish. Like S- no, Sarah is is a is a masterful photographer. Yeah, she's a masterful photographer, I see that. and and she's a masterful uh, like she's an artist in everything that she does around the house. You know, she's she's a great partner. She's a great cat mom. You know, she's <laughs> she's really smart yes, and, and and brainy and all these different things. And she's stressed out about the fact that she's basically got to you know she's got to find a job. Yeah, and gotta go work for the man. Yeah, gotta go work for the man. But that's not true. You don't have to work for the man. I got a reason why I'm doing it. Otherwise, there's no fucking way. So, in hell so talk about your reasons for that. Uh, my reasons for family. Yeah, you know, I got married. I fucking make sure I'm gonna have something that'll carry me through that. That's all. That's all that is. A, a, a trade just to make sure that you you've always got that. If, yeah. If worst case scenario, you've got this set of skills that you can use to take care of your family. I, I should be thinking, I will. I, I can play guitar. I can, I can always do that. Problem is that you just don't get fucking paid enough doing it, you know. I know it's a real drag, isn't it? But uh, but no, that and, and that that is kind of the other thing that we were talking about, and that is a big reason. Freelance is the way to go. Like if I if I, if I have a license and I'm I can freelance anywhere, it means I don't have to work five days a week or six days a week. So you can do that anywhere in the world. You don't have to work ten hours a day, right? Right. If, if you see a job that's going to involve digging ditches, you can say no to that motherfucker. Right. Right. Yeah, every everyone. Everyone needs a good plumber. Everyone needs a good electrician. Yeah. You know, it's like my dad. When my dad, uh, I've told you the story. I think about my dad. He's he was having his air conditioner repaired, and and my dad, by the way, when he had an electrical problem, he cut the wrong wire and like knocked out all oh. the power in our house. Oh, that's okay. house. I thought you know they were he knocked himself fucking. No, I, but he could have, and yeah. and my dad has learned that he is not handy, mm. and as a result. He, uh, he had this guy over to fix his air conditioner, and this guy takes a look at the air conditioner and goes, you know, Mr. Howell, uh, I could easily fix this for you, um, but it's really just one screw, and, and <laughs> the service call itself would, is going to cost you, you know, $500 just to have me come out and, and do this thing. Or I could tell you what to do and where to get the part, and you'll save a bunch of money. And my dad looked this guy square in the face, and he goes, 
sir, if I try to do that, there will be a smoking crater where my house once stood. I will gladly pay the $500. And I got to find the screwdriver. You know what? Just go ahead and take care of it. You got all You know, I, I, for one, uh, really value having professionals uh, to do to do stuff for me so that I, it gets right done right the You're first welcome. time. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hey, to all you tradesmen out there. Yeah. Bless you. And all you Byrons out there. Me, on the other hand, I've got I've got probably the lamest trade there is, which is which is being a bartender. I have that trade. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do have that trade for like eight years, man. Yeah, it's, it's. I can honestly say that I'm not a bartender anymore, though, because I haven't bartended in I don't know four months, five months. I will always. I think I will always be able to fall back on bartending. Yeah. But that is not the end of the road for me, man. I can always fall back on bartending. We can always fall back on bartending. It's what we say, but we're aging men. Yeah, and yeah. Nobody really wants the aging man. Unless unless you're at Fred Schlemmerich's, because those aging men are fucking awesome. Or or if you, like, like bartend, like, the option for us now is that we're, we're in our 30s. And we're thinking about it all wrong. We should just do it, do it like Fred just was, you know? Just With be, Herbert, just be know, the just, old just, guy, just yeah, the just, sweet just, old guy that runs the bar down the yeah. street. Yeah, yeah. He he was very well loved. Yeah, uh, he was awesome, man. Yeah, our buddy Herbert, who ran uh, Fred Schlemmerich in uh, in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, that may he rest in peace. The center of awesomeness. Yeah, he was a pretty rad dude. Yeah, and so so worst case scenario, and I've told Sarah this. I'm like, absolute worst case scenario. I'm going to treat my my music, my 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 chosen vocation, my chosen. Uh, reason for getting up in the morning, my chosen mission in life. I'm going to make that creating stuff, creating music, writing songs. I have this, I have this lifelong mission of writing ten thousand songs. And if I give myself a one percent margin of success, as opposed to giving myself a, a rate or a margin of failure, you're giving yourself too much already. It, what one percent? <laughs> yeah. Knock that down to point zero zero three. Okay, but if then you have to write three hundred thousand songs. If I write. 10,000 songs in my lifetime. That's a song a day for 30 years, basically. All right. And if I do that and I give myself a 1% rate of success, that means that in my lifetime I could write 100 really great songs. That's what I want to do. You know, I want to write songs and entertain people. I want to be a community celebrant. I want to bring joy to people. That's not lives. where the problem is, though. You know, well, like a, lot of people, a lot of people can write songs all day and write good songs. Where most of us come into a problem is how to get that song to be recognized. Well, here's, here, here's my point. Here's my point. My point is that the way I look at it, and we've talked about this idea of all gigs being temporary gigs, yeah. is worst case scenario. Okay, best case scenario, I manage being able to make a career and become very successful in the, the field of entertainment and creating stuff for people, right? I, I catch a lucky break, I write a really great song, or, or I manage to get a, a, a touring market that... that uh, I, I'm earning the living that I want to earn being an entertainer. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, I go become a Walmart greeter when I'm an old man. Or I go bartend at some fucking hotel and get the little armbands around my head with my bald head and my gray... I'll be, the guy, I'll be the Murph and the Magic Tones playing in the corner. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Like, worst case scenario. Uh, you're going to die anyway. You know, it... it Worst case scenario, I can always go do go be that old guy, but I'll have lots of great stories to tell. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's it. I'm quitting tomorrow. Yeah. Let's just just tell Laura that you're quitting your job. I'm sure she'll she'll be quite supportive. Actually, she definitely will be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, she's supportive anyway. Yeah. She did move all the way out to Denver for you. So. Yeah. yeah. And married you. Weird. Yeah. And married me. Um, uh, let's see, uh, so what, uh, one of the things that I've done to kind of ensure that I get th the results that I'm looking for is I treat entertainment, I treat music like less of a hobby, and I treat my day like a professional writer would treat his day. Yeah, you know, I remember Tate talking about that to us years back. Yeah, all pieces are practice pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's called Turning Pro, isn't it? Yeah, it's called, it's called Turning Pro, man. Uh, it, for those of you who are listening, 
read. Well, for those of you who are still listening. For those of you who are still listening. <laughs> hey, what, John? Clean this up. For those of you who are still listening. John, you doing a bit over there? Yeah. Oh, uh, for the, so for those of you who are uh, who are listening to this, um, and your artists who are who are really serious about um, taking a more professional approach to to what you do and um, and starting to to live your life like a professional musician or entertainer, creator, whatever it may be. I, I recommend uh, the a book series by this guy Stephen Pressfield called "The War of Art: um, Turning Pro and Doing the Work." It's really great stuff, and it's it's super inspiring for for anybody who I've wants to. I've got this great book he loaned me, collecting dust on top of my Xbox. Have you read any of that? Man, can't you see that it's clearly keeping dust off my Xbox? I, I loaned Tony my copy of How Music Works by David Byrne, and he hasn't even touched it. That's a great book. You should check that out. I check it out all the time when I. Turn on my Xbox. I'm like, oh, check it out. The book's there. <laughs> There's an incense, too, right next to it, I'm sure. Yeah, see there it is. Yeah, I see those things all the time. So let's talk about... You want to see the inside of it. What? The inside of the book. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about... Um, you went to the uh, Museum of Nature and Science, the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. <laughs> if that's what you call it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Tony, for those of you who don't know, Tony's from Chicago. I got a little ornery with you earlier. Yeah, you did. That was a little mean. <laughs> In all of Colorado. Tony was uh, criticizing our museum. The, it's a good museum. It's so it's fucking tiny. It's small as hell. Well, it's, you, you guys, we went to the Egyptian exhibit, you know, and you guys had like six or seven pieces of Egyptian jewelry. And like that shit's an entire section in Chicago, you know. Like, you guys dedicated a shelf to it. <laughs> you know, like, were you just walking around our museum with just that like smug, incredulous half smile the whole time, just going? Yeah, but for way different reasons. Yeah, way better in Chicago. Nah, nah, yeah, the museum in Chicago is way better. You guys had an entire floor of taxidermy. It was just fucking stuffed animals. But they're with, like with, with painted backgrounds, like fucking somebody, somebody just painted a mountain and put leopard uh, taxidermy leopards in there and called it a museum. You gotta be fucking. It's right next to the zoo. Those things are alive right next door. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. You guys don't have anything like that in the Chicago Museum. I don't, I don't know. Like, dude, that's that's not wrong. no, not not at the Science Museum for sure. You guys, I did give them. You know, I was like, nature well, they do say the science. Nature and Science Museum, but I mean, they weren't pretty heavy on the nature if they're calling taxidermy just the nature part you know that exhibit has been there since before i was born that shit is <laughs> no been shit there. <laughs> yeah that's crazy i can't believe it so what didn't what didn't you like about our museum just that it was small that there was wasn't a lot going on there was like not a lot going on. like i said most of it's taxidermy you know the second part was uh your planetarium was like maybe Two thousand square feet of space, you know, it was, it was tiny. Well, hey, we ain't we ain't big city folks, but we we, we pride ourselves on having a little bit of, a little bit of science and culture around here. Y'all shucks, you know. <laughs> and you started dogging and saying, uh, <laughs> "You're like, our museum's good, man. I'm in Chicago. I have better museums. That's why you guys are all fucking dumb because you have the tiniest <laughs> museum on the planet." Hey, oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. We, what I don't understand, they have this huge plaque when you walk in of people who donated to the museum, you know? Yeah. And it's like $200,000, half a million dollars, a million dollars, and get a wing named after you and all this stuff. And they still, they don't just don't buy anything. They're just like, more stuffed animals, you know? <laughs> it's like, maybe paint a forest. What about, what about the, the space part of it? Space part of it's cool. No. There's well, I mean, it's, it's okay. There's it's also just really t- small. There was like barely anything in it. There was just... The coolest thing in there was this giant globe. Sorry, Barkley. Uh, this giant globe that was like showing the evolution of Earth. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a globe TV basically, though. And that, that was pretty cool. Did you go see all the gems and minerals and stuff? No, me and Laura decided to skip looking at rocks at the museum. <laughs> Look at this one. Isn't it shiny? This one's called crystally. Well, what do they what do they have at the Chicago Museum that makes it so special? Different exhibits. By, by the way, everybody, Tony Lee Wilburn is a fucking museum expert all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, museums pretty often, man. Um, oh man, it's it's bigger. It's classier, it doesn't look like it doesn't have you know classier. It doesn't have shitty carpet everywhere. You guys it, it, it doesn't have shitty carpet. <laughs> Your museum sucks, the carpet sucks. Yeah, little kids smell all gnarly. It's a little it's a little classless shithole. Yeah. The zoo was alright, but See, again, Chicago's got two amazing zoos. We have the Brookfield Zoo way out west, and then we have the Lincoln Park Zoo, 
which I don't know if you've been to or not. No. But it's a gigantic free zoo right on the lakefront with this huge, beautiful park in it. If they got rid of all the animals, it'd still be an attraction just to go to the park. Man, I'm missing out. I'm in, missing this, out. in this little one-horse town. Yeah. All right. It's hard to get there on all the dirt roads you guys have here. <laughs> hey, do you, you know, know just go past the brothel, past the saloon, and once you hit the only bank, you've gone too far. Hey, man, we're putting in a second stoplight here soon, so uh, get ready for big city living out here in Denver. Yeah, no kidding. A uh, little later in the program, we're going to be giving away some... Uh, Oh, those sound like concert tickets to me. Yeah, we got some we got some tickets to our show at Herman's Hideaway with Doyle from the Misfits. Do you remember uh, our nickname for Herman's Hideaway a long time ago? No. Tay, Tay had the nickname for it? What was it? Spermincidate? Spermincidate? Spermincidate. <laughs> I never heard that. Fourth year freshman playing at Spermincidate. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to getting back inside Herman's. We're looking forward to getting back inside Herman. Hideaway. Sideways. Sideways. Yeah, so we're playing there with uh, Doyle from the Misfits. Doyle Von Frankenstein from the Misfits. That's not his last name. Uh, uh, It's a made-up last name. Lotus Gate. Radio Scarlet and uh, Necropanther. That's St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2018. We've got some uh, pre-sale tickets. Which are these uh, some discounted pre-sale tickets, which are available on our website mfruckus.com. Uh, we have them for ten bucks each. Uh, they're going to be fifteen bucks at the door. So go to our website and get those discounted tickets. Plus, we're going to give a couple away um, later on in the program. Oh, hey, who is this Herman right here? On the on the ticket at the very top, it says Herman's Hideaway. In the top left-hand corner, there's this. Just, just this old dude's face. No, that's Gary. Who's Gary? Uh, he's the Herman's Hideaway mascot. Mascot? He's he, a person that's a mascot? Oh, yeah. They, they have a guy dress up in a giant old man costume and dance around at all the shows. Oh. No, that is Herman. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. Uh, yeah. Let's get into some news. Here's a little uh, little news from the motherfucking ruckus camp. Um, our newest video series is uh, in the works right now, which is we uh, have managed to chop up, or we're in the process of chopping up um, video footage and uh, a live audio recording of the two nights we did for New Year's Eve weekend down in Oklahoma City. With the blind staggers. Oh yeah, man! And uh, this, this at the very least is going to be a unique video series. Um, it, yeah, we showed staggers showed up. I think four songs before the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, we had some trouble getting there. So it was it was a pretty chaotic weekend. That, as Tony mentioned, the first night the blind staggers had vehicle trouble on their way into town. Yeah, we missed we missed our, our show. Missed missed your show entirely. We ended up having to bring uh, in uh, Matt Jewett to come up and do do an acoustic set. I actually got that was up. That pretty cool though. Yeah, that was very cool. Was the guitar tuned? Barely. <laughs> it was barely tuned. Matt Matt Jewett prides himself on barely tuning his guitar. Yeah. Um, and then I went and took all the vocals out of a bunch of the songs that I've written. Like I did the Fawn song, I did the the Dude song that I wrote for you guys. Just a bunch yeah. of the song, the Grandma on your, on your, song on your phone. On my phone, and then I oh. took the vocals out. Oh, of it. I can't wait to see this footage. Yeah, yeah. I, I took the vocals out of it and ran it through the board, and so I'm basically standing there in my red jumpsuit with my phone in my hand, <laughs> just singing along to these like Garage Band tracks that I wrote. <laughs> And it's got backup vocals on it and shit like that. It's, it's how, pretty funny. How, how, how did everybody just kind of look at you like, what the fuck is going it on? It got a pretty good response. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think oh, they I were... I could have seen that. They were really being quiet out of respect because they were so uh, blown away by how good it was. That's well, They all hushed down to hear it? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that, cool. Yeah, it was cool, man. Um, I, I, I just showed up... Like I said, we showed up uh, for songs I think before 
Dude, we, we had been playing for an hour by the time you showed up. Tony exactly. walked in. Tony walked in at one o'clock in the morning with his jacket on and a guitar in his hand, and ran up on stage. And we had, I think, a, like we had only originally had an hour long set planned. And we ended up going an hour and a half because Tony. Yeah, Chad, walked in. Chad had an amp set up for me with a like cable plug directly in already. Yeah. And I just came in. And I'm like unzipping my guitar, like trying to get through and. <laughs> Everybody's kind of like, hey, Tony's here, all the blind staggers are here, isn't that great? I'm like, holy shit, I'm late as hell, get me on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I go up there, plug it straight in. She's like, all right, fucking first chord, It's like, oh, fucking son of a bitch. It, it, it's, it's, going, it's going to be an interesting uh, content series for sure. Then the second night, second night, blind staggers sounded great. You guys played yeah, your asses off. I thought it was awesome. That night. Uh, Ruckus did pretty <laughs> good. Ruckus did pretty good, but um, there's you're definitely going to see on the video and hear on the recording when I walked into that oh. that sheet metal beer sign when I was climbing around tables and and split my head oh, open and bled all over the place. That's what you get. And I'm I'm so this is going to be uh, it, it's not going to be your typical concert video because it's going to be very raw, very dirty, very. Uh, Fucked up and messy and chaotic and um, poorly performed. <laughs> poorly performed, but it will be very entertaining. We promise that. That's coming up soon. Um, hey, at least we paid someone four or five hundred dollars to come all the way down with us to Oklahoma City to record that nightmare of a weekend oh, for right, us musically. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We we had a lot of fun. Oh, we yeah. we did have a lot of fun with our friends. There was just man, it was Murphy's Law closing out fucking 2017 with. With a yeah. kick in the nuts, and not the, the scum Murphy's the law either. chapter, the Turbo Yuga Scumahoma, that chapter still rocked. Yeah, still hung out a bunch, had a great time. Much love. You to still those. have a scar from that show. I probably am going to have a permanent scar from that. Holy shit! Yeah, man, Look I sliced, I sliced myself open. Good, man. I bled all over the place. Like a little rock and roll Harry Potter, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you? Did I tell you about the girl who came up to me afterwards, and she goes, "Hey, really great show." Um, so I hate to even have to ask this, but uh, when you cut your head open and you bled everywhere, some of it got in my beer, and I drank some. Am I gonna be okay? <laughs> and it took me a minute to realize what she was asking. Oh, but I'm man. like, I'm like, I'm like, what, what? Oh, hepatitis. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was actually really happy. Am I gonna be okay? Wait, why'd she drink it then? If she knew yeah, that well, I think she, I think she drank it and then realized it got blood in it. Well, I don't get that either. It, it, it would have dissolved. And maybe she took a drink and her friend was like, "No, you maybe. don't understand." Who knows? That guy's riddled with disease. Maybe she just wanted an excuse to act, ask a really weird question of the bloody head guy. She's like, oh, I want to talk to him. What do I ask him about? Um, 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 hepatitis. That's what I'll ask him about. Am I gonna get hepatitis? I was really. No, gra- I don't think so. I was really glad it happened to the drunken fry because Nuge, uh, our, our our buddy Nuge, who is the manager over the drunken fry, also uh, has been heavily involved in amateur wrestling for a long time. Yeah. So he knows how to deal with bloody forehead injuries. And when I asked him, I was like, I'm really glad you're here because you're used to dealing with this. He's like, he's like, man, we just rub a little salt in it and it stops the bleeding. I can do that if you want. Or I can give you a butterfly bandage. I'm like, oh, I'll take the bandage. Jesus. <clears throat> you didn't want to rub salt in a fresh wound? Not really. Not very much. We'll try it next time. Yeah. On you. Uh, so, um, we're also here in a couple weeks. If you've been, if you've been following, we are in the process of preparing... Um, 16 songs to go up in uh, go up to Evergroove Studio and do a semi-live pre-recorded uh, uh, series of videos uh, where we're going to use their camera setup and we're going to get we're going to get very cool video and we're we're doing kind of a weird mix of covers and it's it's been a very challenging project to get done so let's check in with the guys and see how the whole thing is going. Oh look, there they are now. So how'd you feel about how everything went tonight? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Are you are you optimistic? Are you optimistic and primed? I am, I'm sure. 
How about you, Logs? How are you feeling about this? About about the about what specifically? About okay, who am I not hitting the door? <laughs> Hit everybody with the door. <laughs> I fell down the stairs. That's the best part about working with musicians. I can't believe that the Jason Bonham runs the rehearsal studio that we go to. The real life Jason Bonham. So, how do you feel about? Do you feel like we're going to be adequately prepared to go record this stuff with with Brad here in a couple weeks? Yeah, I feel like today kind of got as far as this older shit. Yeah, this knocked a lot of the cobwebs off of the old songs that have been, like, kind of lying dormant and just in the back of our brains and not going anywhere, you know? So, I I feel good about it. I think, uh, I think... I think we made, I think we made the best of the situation since Ty couldn't be here. Because, unfortunately, he had to go put his puppy down. So, rest in peace, Har Har. We'll miss you, buddy. But, uh... But yeah, so I think not having Ty here kind of gave us an opportunity to get the guitar stuff more locked in and get the like finer points of the structure of those songs worked out. Right, like that part in WTHQ when Parker looked over and he was like, you guys are doing two different things. What are you doing? It's confusing the fuck out of me. We never would have caught that. We wouldn't have caught it if, you know, there had been drums banging around. Because it was very minuscule, but it's important, you know? Right, to the, to the overall integrity of the song. <laughs> of the song about... Parker, how did you feel? Do you think we're going to be ready for this? <clears throat> I'll try to. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll be ready. Yeah, no pressure, no diamonds. What? You know, like, yeah. you need, like, pressure and time to make diamonds out of, out of coal. <laughs> Yeah. But this song really is more just coal. It just kind of burns dirty. It makes a mess on everything. Speak of time, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. Wow, Tony, that was a mouthful, huh? <laughs> sure was a lot of opinions there. Okay, anyway, uh, coming up, we're going to do a uh, another Commentary Tuesday this week. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're doing a, uh, a song by a friend's band. A very, the, Vonies, a very cool band that we miss a lot that we wish would tour. Band from Dallas, Texas called the Von Ericks. It's uh, the lead player was so handsome. It, it, this it is, still is. It's one of the it's one of the few slower songs that we do, and uh, and yeah, but we'll get to that after this break. Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to our patrons. Thanks so much for your support, guys. We couldn't do it without you. Our patrons are helping us to create our serialized concept album and graphic novel, The Front Lines of Good Times, through their generous recurrent contributions. In exchange, we hook them up with exclusive content, early releases, VIP passes to shows, merch discounts, and a whole lot more. To join the party while helping us make some cool shit, please visit patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash mfruckus and become a patron today. Thanks. Time. It's time for this week's Commentary. Uh, we're continuing with the series from the Dirty Half Dozen album, which is a live album that we created several years ago. Uh, recorded at a bunch of different venues around the Colorado area, and uh, this particular song is one that uh, one that we used to play a lot more and was always kind of a crowd favorite. Uh, it's the only. Actually, it was a song that we did to get a lot of free whiskey, too. We did do it to get a lot of free whiskey. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's and a good song, but also, we'd always place it, like, halfway through the set, too. So it's like, I can go for a shot. It's like, all right, let's play Whiskey on My Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this one is called Whiskey on My Mind. It was originally written and recorded by a band from Dallas, Texas. Vaughn E's, baby. The Vaughn Erics. V-O-N-E-H-R-I-C-S. It's like a wrestler, right? Uh, yeah, they're named after a, a family of wrestlers. Um, we <laughs> it's first... so funny when you put it that A family of wrestlers. It is. It's a family of it wrestlers. Is, like, it's Thanksgiving. Who wants to say grace? Oh, 
Stone Cold Stunner. A family of wrestlers. Yeah, a whole family a whole of them. Family. Grandma and everything. <laughs> Grandma and everything. I taught him how to do the bear hug. I taught him the Boston Crab. <laughs> um, so the, the Vaughn Ericks uh, are good friends of ours from uh, Dallas, Texas. Tony actually uh, filled in for him on a, oh, on a yeah. tour several years ago, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, did. That was a lot of fun. What's it like touring yeah, with the Vaughn Ericks? Fun. That whole month was fun. Um, what was it, like touring with Von Eriks? Yeah, it was, I don't know. It was really good. A lot of a lot of good times, I guess. I mean, they, we were partying pretty hard at the time, like us, our band, you know. And uh, we we did that. We did like a two week tour with our band, and then when we got back to Denver that night, I played the show with the Vonnies, and then we left that night <laughs> to go continue on that run. Right. And uh, no, it was, it was good. Um, I, that was when I decided to get a smartphone, actually. Was because of being on tour with the Von Erics? Uh, yes and no. I mean, like, so in the van, we never really had, on our tours, we never really had the radio on. And if we did, it was like one song that, like, because we were just talking about it, we'd play the one song if it was in the CD book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, on tour with the Von Erics, much like what I would probably do now is they were just listening to talk radio, which is like all I listen to now, you know, so I understand. But, and then, um, so, but all I had was a flip phone. You know, everybody else had smartphones. I was like the last guy to get a f- smartphone, except for Shrek. But uh, uh, yeah, like th- that whole time, I'm just like texting everybody I know to like somebody talk to me. You know? <laughs> right, right. But uh, but like you know, like, then we get to the show, and uh, Jason would sit down and get a Shinerbach. If they sold Shinerbach at that bar, he would move. Just just get there, Shiner in his hand. He's like, good till showtime. And I'd be sitting there, like, with this, <laughs> this piece of cardboard from uh, 30Ks, like, with, with notes all over it for each song, and sitting there trying to make sure I get it down. It's like, boy, you're trying too hard. <laughs> difficult, you know? In his, in his sultry, soothing voice. He, 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 he looks and sounds like George Clooney from... From General Hospital? or From Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? No. Yeah, man. Doesn't he remind you of George Clooney from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou with the accent? <laughs> I'm in a tight spot. And like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, maybe the accent. I'm a Dapper Dan man, yeah, you know? Yeah. So anyway, this is, uh, this is our remembrance of Whiskey on My Mind by the Von Ericks. I actually bought harmonicas just to do this song. This is what started you playing harmonica? Yeah, like... I I felt kind of lame, like, just being the stereotypical lead singer that just, like, shows up with nothing, you know? It's like, oh, like I don't even own my own microphone. <laughs> you still show up with nothing. You don't remember your harmonicas hardly I know, I, ever. I forget my harmonicas all the time. Dude, I had a whole collection of home I think I'm singing blues backups on this one. You did. You did sing backups on this one. Yeah, I used to have this whole collection of Honer Blues harps, and I think I got drunk and left them on a bus or something. That, like that. sounds exactly like that. Yeah. I would never do that today, but... Yeah, that's, to, to, you, that's you doing the backup vocals, Tom. It sounds all pretty. Uh, touring with the Von Erichs was a lot of fun, man. I really dug it. I can't believe they stopped playing this song. Like, the two Von Erich songs that we did, this one and Tallboy. I still like playing Tallboy. I wish we could do that one again, too. Yeah, I'd love to bring that one back. They stopped playing those songs. Yeah. Like, they got they got too cool for anything off of the Whiskey Sessions. Oh, man, that, that thing is great. That was good guys, man. Gabe, Jason. This was the this was the song like like we mentioned before. This is the one that we would use to get three shots of whiskey up to the stage, and this is usually where the set would tip. And you know we would start out at least semi lucid, and then after this song, it would get really really greasy and loosey goosey. So there's your lighter slide solo right there. The lighter slide. Not like weight. It's not like heavy or anything. It's just a big lighter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to play slide guitar with a regular slide. Really? Like, I've, I've been using that that, sl- that lighter for not that lighter, but I mean just using a big lighter for so long. It's 
interesting that they just happened to mention Chicago in one of the verses in the song before they even knew us and we ever did the show. You know, I remember we used song. to say the line, Chicago's kind of cold, and me and Logan was like, Show <laughs> 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 is. My brother-in-law is not Marine Corps boss, though. No. no, he is. He was in the Coast Guard. He was hardcore. My sister is not in Texas. My sister's in Castle Rock. You didn't write this song, Aaron. <laughs> There's many things that are different. Mostly because I didn't write it. There's Tay. Oh yeah, there's a uh, me and him do the double thing where I'm doing the slide bend and he's doing the regular bend. That's probably something. And then you can hear just Jerry riding those power chords oh, in the yeah. background. Killer. That makes your pee-pee hurt. I dug that part a lot. You gotta, you gotta point that out to Parker and, and be like, play this! Yeah, uh, do we? Do we still play this one? Once in a while. Whenever we want whiskey. <laughs> Who get five shots of whiskey? I thought two you didn't drink. Five yeah. shots, please. <laughs> five five shots. Ty's more responsible than you. I Except at this time it was it was can we get uh, five whiskeys and one tequila? That's right, yeah. Because because <laughs> Tay, Tay was a Washington outsider, man. He was a nonconformist. Yeah. And then here comes the harp when I remember it. You forgot, you've forgotten the harp so many times that I forgot that this part was even in there. I don't know. I need to, I need to fix that. I need to get back. You should just wear a strapped vest like John Popper and just so that you have him on you at all times. Or like a bandolero belt just full of harmonicas. Bright. You know bright what works green really look, good yeah. for harmonicas is uh, Leatherman pouches. Yeah? Yeah. Well, then you only get the one key. Well, one, one is all you need. Not fucking true. <laughs> Not true at all. I did meet a guy. Oh, hold on. The showbiz ending. Oh, yeah. Showbiz. Showbiz. Nails. No, I did. I met a guy at your wedding who's a harmonica player, and he was like, he was like, just keep a harmonica in your car, and he's like, even if it's even if it's the wrong key, play anyway. I can't. Was I, it pork chops one? I think he was a Ed. I I think he was a. I, I can't remember who he was a friend of, but he he was like he was like then then you'll learn to play notes that you didn't even think about playing because you're trying to bend them into the songs and I've tried it and he's right I'm guessing this one chop he was like four hundred dollars oh does he really yeah yeah so that I mean so I I guess I could just uh, yeah I just need to start carrying it around besides most of the stuff that we put do put in your beard <laughs> what about if I get it trimmed then I can definitely only hold one in there Okay, it's time for another edition of One for the Homies. This week is Tony Lee's pick. Tony, who have you picked this week? I'm picking Deals Gone Bad out of Chicago, Illinois. Oh, very good band. Oh, a very good band indeed. Very good band. Very left field, though. I mean, if you like our type of music, I don't know if you'll necessarily like this music, but I think they're fucking great. Yeah, they're badass. Um, I've got I got to see him with you over at. Um, uh, I got to see him at Moe's Barbecue when they came through Denver on tour and they played for like... Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. They played for like nobody, but man, they were awesome. They are still awesome. Yeah. And uh, their singer now lives in California, so when they play shows, it's kind of hard to come by. Oh, sounds familiar, right? Oh, yeah, right. But uh, man, yeah, um, I think I'm... Well, I'm going to go off of off of the Ramblers record. They've been, they've been a band for a very long time, too. Right. And they had one lineup 
that was uh, the old school lineup, you know. And uh, I remember in high school, a lot of people having patches of Deals Gone Bad, and I thought they were pretty cool. And then they came out with this album called The Ramblers, and it just blew my mind. It's, it's just some of the best soul, ska, reggae stuff. It's a fucking bitchin'. Cool. And I think I'm gonna go with uh, City City off of The Ramblers because it's an ode to Chicago, and it's a really damn good song about And it's a very good song. Yeah. Driving down old Eisenhower, sun beats down on me. I'm three weeks gone, feel like my fears, yeah. And all I want to see, I'll tell ya. I'm bricks in water, concrete steel. A picture postcard rising up over my steering wheel. Well, I've only been on happy to see that skyline once. But I think that could ever happen again. No, no, no. Oh. City, city, uh huh. Take me away, city, city. guys that's gonna do it for us this week thank you very much for listening as promised we're gonna give away two tickets those sound like concert tickets we're gonna give away two tickets to uh to our show with doyle from the misfits on saint patrick's day march 17th 2018 at herman's hideaway to the first person who listens to this podcast and 
uh, post a picture of them in some MF Ruckus gear on either our Facebook page or our Instagram. Oh, you can or homemade merch as well. Or homemade merch as well. It's a white T-shirt that says Sharpie on. Yeah. So whoever does it first, whoever posts a picture of them in some sort of some sort of Ruckus apparel, yeah. will uh, just a sticker on your bare belly button. Yeah, that would be cool. We could, we would take that. Um, keep in mind. Uh, this show is in Denver, so if you are from outside the Denver area, as much as we would love to see your belly with Fuck a sticker, no, let's give them the tickets still. Yeah, we'll give you give you the tickets, but then you're going to have to plan a, a road trip out to Denver. Mm. Um, so uh, you can post that on our Facebook page. Be sure to like us on Facebook, uh, or if you're not a Facebook person, because Facebook's bullshit, um, you can. Uh, do that on Instagram. We are on Instagram, just under MF Ruckus. Follow us on MF Ruckus. Uh, also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, MF Ruckus TV. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our website. What's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is just at MF Ruckus the band. Um, you can go to our website, www.mfruckus.com. And if you really want to get in on like some like next level partying and secret behind the scenes type of stuff, you can become a patron via Patreon at patreon.com slash mfruckus. Thank you so much. about branding, man. Everything is just mfruckus. Nobody had it first, huh? Dude, seriously. I was really surprised by that. that? No, there's, but I have come across a DJ called mfruckus. Well, he, he was around first. And don't you remember? He was around first, and we were just like, we were just like, ah, it's just a DJ from Reno, Nevada. No one's gonna. Care. I think Ty was saying he's like, how long is this fucker gonna stick around? <laughs> I think that's what he said too. He'll give up long before we do. He's got a SoundCloud account. What else does he got? Oh, follow us on SoundCloud too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We got to go to band practice. We're late. Uh, this is Aaron. No, I'm Tony. All right. Still Tony. Thanks for listening to the motherfucking podcast. Love you. Hey, so this is uh, Larry from the Bronx. I'm uh, calling to read the credits here. So, so, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, let's see, uh, uh, the motherfucking podcast. It's all, like, written and created and shit by uh, uh, Tony Lee Wilburn and Aaron Howell. Motherfucking ruckus. No brainer right there. Uh, let's see, uh, it's produced by Aaron and Tony and this motherfucker named John Skabicki and, uh, and let's see, uh, yeah, uh, uh, thanks to all the, the Patreon people, what else, what else, uh, let's see, you follow them on, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Instagrams, uh, they got a website, mfruckers.com, uh, yeah, and then they got these motherfuckers on patreon.com slash mfruckers to follow them around and shit. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. Brought to you uh, by Matula Plumbing. Matula Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. Chicago, Illinois. All right. Thanks, guys. I hope that works. Bye.